and welcome to the Fan Checkdown on the Sportsnet Radio Network. It came, it went. The NFL season is now over. <laughs> Lance doesn't want to talk about it. Matt Marchese, Donovan Bennett here. I was going to say, this feels like cruel and unusual punishment. So, Because I know when your team loses a big game, you, you don't want to see it. You don't want to hear about it. No. You don't want to consume You just want to get away from it. Any mention of it is toxic. Hey, Lance, guess what? Guess what you get to do? You get to come into work, battle Monday traffic, and you get to sit there and listen to for an hour how your team had the Super Bowl in their hands, dominated the game in stretches, was in control of the game, led for most of the way, had a 10-point second-half lead. Where have you heard that before with Kyle Shannon? Yeah, they got uh, Mahomes, basically. Yeah, or, yeah, or, or, or they got reeded. On behalf of everyone here at the Fan Checkdown, Lance, I, I just want to apologize to you for what you have to sit through. So I've seen a Super Bowl with Lance where his team lost. The Ravens Super Bowl. I've Lance was angry. Lance was very angry. And I, I get gonna, it. I was going to say, you guys must have been friends for a while if you were going to say you saw one with Lance where his team won. Yeah, that would yeah, that would have been... Well, I would have been... What was it? 90... Was it 94? 94 did they win? Uh, I was very young. Um, Shout out to Ricky Waters. Ricky Waters. Well, that's a throwback. Holy smokes. Former Seahawk great, Ricky Waters. Um, okay, so let... For for those that didn't see, I mean, I can can't, we do Lance? Can we just maybe can we just do Usher commercials, Post Malone in the suite with the all him and his friends just the, happening the to weird be guy, drinking Bud Light at the same time? And the, the weird time. guy drinking Bud Light who's not a part of his crew. I'm pretty sure the guy with the mustache. Um, can, I mean, we will get to that stuff, but for those that don't know, the Chiefs beat the 49ers in overtime, 25 to 22. Patrick Mahomes. Third Super Bowl MVP. He had less I than a hundred. Juwan pa- Jennings was going to be the Super Bowl MVP for it like ninety minutes. It was trending that way, and Juwan Jennings was plus forty thousand on at a lot of books to win Super Bowl MVP. I scrambled to try and find it. I did not live. And Rank um, was poo pooing the idea that you know maybe someone off the board is going to do the I'm going to Disney uh, World or Disneyland. It's like, ah, it might be Juwan Jennings. It could, who was it anyway after all that? Do we even know? I assume it was Mahomes. Or was it Travis Kelsey? Although it was Mahomes? Yeah. Taylor Swift needs to sleep a little bit. Um, 333 passing yards. He had less than 100 at half. And then the second half, you know, we started to see it a little bit more. Two touchdowns, the interception. Led the team in rushing with 66 yards. I mean... We're we're running out of superlatives to describe Patrick Mahomes at this point. Like, well, I'll give you one. What's that? No, don't do it. I will do don't it. Don't do it. I will okay, do now it. we're gonna have an argument. Let's okay. do it. Go let's, ahead. Let's Go. argue. Use the G word. Come on. I'll, I'll if you don't like the G word, I'll give you a B word. The boat. The boat. Yeah. No. Not there. He's not. He's not. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We, we can. I will entertain an argument about goat. Right. However you want to des- describe. Define What's the, the word great. What's the difference between great and best? I mean, I'm not Webster. No, great. But, no, not goat is greatest. Yes. So boat, greatest boat would and, be boat would be the best of all time. 
Oh, and you're boy. asking what the difference is. Here's the difference. Excuse me. Here's the difference. <laughs> the Donovan Webster Bennett. That's Correct. not your middle name, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. Thankfully. Do I look like a or, Webster? Or what about Miriam? Is that? <laughs> no, definitely. No, not Miriam. It's Lowell. Lowell's dictionary. Donovan Lowell Jr. Uh, I would like to relitigate how we have the goat conversation. And we love it. It's overdone. People put out their little goat emojis. And we, I get it. Messi wins World Cup immediately afterwards. He's the goat. He wasn't the goat like in the ninety first minute, but like full time whistle. He's all of a sudden just transfers to the goat, like just a Bitcoin transfer. To Care, a careful goat. how you do the Messi thing. Yeah, you know what happened point. the last time? That's this a very happened. good point. Okay, and I was, I was, yeah, I was just guilt by association. <laughs> I was just in the studio, and I still to this day get hate DMs about that. So it's a thank you, thank you for helping me there. Here's my thing. We are trying to have a a quantitative conversation. Okay. Tom Brady has done X. Super Bowl MVPs, winning percentage, championships, etc. Greatest or best is a qualitative statement. I don't need to know how many records said person has sold or how many first weekend box offices said actor has dominated. When I watch them, I see them like, yeah, you are the best at your craft. Full stop, end of story. Now, you obviously have to have some sort of tangible success. I can't just say, hey, the guy at my high school is the best quarterback I've ever seen. Like, that's not how it works. But all I'm here to say is Patrick Mahomes, at the age of 28, in the year 2024, my lord, is playing the quarterback position at a higher level than anyone ever has, including Tom Brady. So whether or not he decides to stick around for six or seven or eight, like we're talking about running a marathon versus a sprint. He's Usain Bolt. Now, can, can he run a marathon and win it? Maybe. We'll have to wait. But I don't need to, I don't need to wait for a decade to legislate what I'm already seeing with my t- better than 2020 vision. Nobody has played the position better than him. S- Super Bowl championships is a team award. So if a muffed punt happens, doesn't happen last night, you, you mean to tell me Patrick Mahomes isn't as great as my eyes witnessed him being great? He, he's the best quarterback that's ever played. Now, has Tom Brady had the best career? Yeah, sure. But there is no scenario where game on the line, life on the line, we need to protect the earth from the aliens and we need one person on the field. There is zero scenario where I'm picking Tom Brady over Patrick Mahomes in their requisite primes. Okay, well said. I I will give you that. I will do this. Greatest includes all the accolades. Is is is, Boat, is Bill Russell the greatest basketball player of all time? No, no, no but I'm uh, but I'm putting I'm... Lance. Okay, Lance is going to give us some stats. He can give me all stats. He wants to stat me down. Let's hear it. So this is comparison before the age of thirty. Brady, three thousand two hundred seventeen yards, twenty TDs, nine interceptions, three Super Bowl championships, two MVPs. Mahomes, fifty one hundred yards. 41 TDs, eight interceptions, three Super Bowls, 
three Super Bowl MVPs. Mahomes is only 28. Okay. Thank you for that. You're not going to help my argument at all here, Lance, but I appreciate it. I was on your side, by the way. I wasn't the one that came in here with a certain T-shirt on, um, like Donovan did. I'm not even going to say what it is. Uh, but anyway, for me, there, this is a two-parter. Patrick Mahomes is the best. I agree. He's the best player that I've seen play the position. Because I would have because even when we talk about talent and skill set, Tom Brady is not in my top two. Aaron Rodgers is the, behind Patrick Mahomes is the second best quarterback that I've ever seen talent-wise. What he was able to do. I don't even know if Tom Brady's in my top five. Might not be. Might not be. Throw John Elway there and throw Steve Young in there. Yeah. yeah. Dan Marino. So, but as the greatest of all time with seven Super Bowls and, and, and this is the big one for me. I know you're going to tell me that it's a team sport and I understand that. Patrick Mahomes lost to Tom Brady, an elderly Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Now, I will give you that Patrick Mahomes is on track to be the greatest quarterback statistically um, with all the accolades, all that stuff. I'm just not putting him there yet. Most talented, best quarterback that I have seen, no question. I love that you mentioned that Super Bowl loss because I actually believe Patrick Mahomes' best performance in a Super Bowl is the one that he lost. But he still lost. He was running for his life. I know his defense. He was throwing and his offensive line sideways, like as if he was a Matrix character. Here's the anyone who says nope, you gotta you gotta get you gotta get seven, you gotta get eight. Then we can have that doesn't make any sense because nobody in their right mind thinks Bill Russell is a better basketball player than Michael Jordan. But for some reason, this current culture that we are in where we just need to fill time and have internet impressions, we make a straw man argument that says get X amount of championships and then you pass go, you're the greatest. And we've never, ever, ever decided things that way. We've, we've done it to LeBron. No, you have to have more than Jordan to be better than Jordan as if, if he joins the Warriors tomorrow and wins four championships in a row, that means by default he's better than Jordan. That makes no sense. The the Brady the Brady Mahomes argument is LeBron Jordan. It's a, it's a very similar How argument. So? Who, well, in, in this context, who is you're saying this, LeBron in, is Mahomes? No, no, no. I'm just no. I'm just saying that the the argument is the same in terms of like there's not really anybody else in that conversation. It's just two, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, and I think a lot of people would agree with that sentiment. The other thing is. The game is different in even in the like the beginning of the Brady era is much different than the NFL that we see now. Much different. So that's where it's like the era in which Michael Jordan was winning championships and getting the crap beat out of him by the Detroit Pistons physically is a totally different era than what LeBron is playing in. Right. That that's what I'm saying. So well, we saw, that's what, and it's two guys. But we've seen Brady in this era. I I agree. He he retired and then unretired. And so any Can't version that. Brady listen Brady's he's a unicorn like I don't think we'll ever see a career like his he had three hall of fame careers in one career yeah you, you could take any of those sample sizes and pick the best version of him I think the best version of Tom Brady is when he got Randy Moss and he was like all right I'm on my you know show him tour and I'm just throwing these moon balls to Randy Moss it was amazing not close to what Mahomes is doing right now 
and that's where I will now. Tom Brady had lots of years where he was thrown to nobody, but never in his wildest dreams did he ever throw to the island of misfit toys like Patrick Mahomes did this year. Like McCole Hardman catches. By the way, how did McCole Hardman not thank Kadarius Tony for being so horrible that they couldn't even put him on the field? Because that's why he caught the game-winning touchdown. It's an amazing point by you because the person who they normally run that play for is Kadarius Tony or Sky Moore, and neither of those guys are impactful. Well, no. Well, yes, because Sky Moore but caught a touchdown. Is, it is Tony in yes. the Super Bowl on that play, as did Kadarius Tony. But the only reason why Sky Moore caught that touchdown in last year's Super Bowl is because they lined up incorrectly. The play was actually supposed to go to Kadarius Tony once yeah. again, but yet Kadarius Tony, have we seen him? Like, I know we lost Usher. Have we found Kadarius Tony? Like, is, no. is he, did he celebrate last night? Is he getting a was ring? Was he at the club at he Aria? Get, he would get a ring. Yeah, of course he would get a ring. But like in, in his, in the recess of his brain, in the, the, Depths of his soul, was he happy last night? No chance. No chance. Because he wasn't a part of it. But he sucks. So, I mean, we should, I'm not even <laughs> too worried about that. It's uh, just wild. He went from one of the biggest players in the Super Bowl 366 days ago to, like, can't play him, can't trust him, can't win with him, can't do it. Guy. He, he went from biggest player to biggest mouth to biggest stone finger, biggest to biggest biggest liability. That was the progression. But but you mentioned McCole Hardman. McCole Hardman was was released by the Jets. Mm-hmm. McCole Hardman had more and catches. was not re-signed by the Chiefs. Yeah. McCole Hardman had more catches in the Super Bowl than he had for the Jets all year. He also uh, that was his only touchdown he's caught all season. Just happened to be the Super Bowl winning. But he Good had. Time. He, he had should a, have thanked McCall for. He should have thanked Kadarius had a, Tony. That had was a big, rude. Big explosive play earlier. I actually, which I, he almost scored on too. Yes, I, I love that you mentioned that as we have this uh, stream of consciousness, less than structured conversation about the Super Bowl because he's that was a shot at my producing skills because we didn't have a lineup today. No, it, it is actually a <laughs> uh, shout out to how organic our conversations are. This this is a conversation that is happening on the group chat late last night. Into this morning. This is what you come to the fan checkdown for. This is why I love that you went there. That game for me last night was a microcosm of the Chiefs' season. 100%. Started, you know, no real rhythm, two steps forward, one step backward. Defense, stalwart throughout, went from dominant to bend but don't break, but always showing up. And then think of who caught the two touchdown passes. Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Who I told you all to place a bet on last week, just as you know. Who also was knocking down touchdown passes earlier this year. <laughs> and, oh, that's my – no, I don't want you to have it. And McCole Hardman, who, again, you mentioned they didn't resign, wasn't part of the receiving rotation in the Super Bowl a year ago. The Jets got rid of and wasn't great with the Chiefs. Remember, the biggest bonehead play that – jeopardized their chance to get to the Super Bowl was Hardman fumbling at the one. Against the Bills, yeah. Against the Bills. He had a game with two catches uh, for minus two yards and one fumble. The guys who they couldn't trust all year kept going to them, kept going to them, kept going to them, and eventually 
they, they bared fruit. It it, it kind of showed like, yeah, they have exotic plays and a, a mastermind coach and, and a exotic play caller and a defense coordinator. I think the the skill that this team has, because it is a skill, because if it wasn't, everyone would have it, would be like the resiliency, the level of grit. Because I think there's a lot of teams who have basically been shut out for a half, lucky to have three points going into the half against a team that's rolling. I think a lot of them would be like, it's, it's just not our night. Yeah, and, and you know, lots of people ask that question um, post-game. One was asked to Patrick Mahomes, and they're like, no. This is also what happens when an organization has a winning culture. The Kansas City Chiefs before Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes got there. I mean, they had a little bit with Alex Smith, a little bit of success, regular season success anyway. But, like, they didn't have... This is an organization that did not... You didn't think of the Kansas City Chiefs as one of the elite franchises in the NFL. And now you look at them and what Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes have done and throw Travis Kelsey in that mix too. Because he was great in the second half yesterday. He finished with nine catches for 93 yards. If he scores that game-winning touchdown, I know Patrick Mahomes had a great game. Patrick, uh, Travis Kelsey wins Super Bowl MVP for my money. He was great. And, you know... He's great in the second half. Had yeah. one catch in the first half. But, but this it, is... His, but again... His first half contribution was assaulting his head coach. Yeah, what what was it? I, I think we know what it was about. But... would. Not what I would have expected from Travis Kelsey. To his coach, he almost knocked poor Andy Reid over. But think about it. First half, the team that didn't look like they had been in a big game before was the Chiefs. Yeah, the, the Niners moved the ball so well. They just couldn't finish. And Purdy looked as cool as a cucumber. Yeah, especially that first drive. Chiefs get the ball uh, to start the second half because they deferred. Okay, it's going to be a new team. First play, it's a toss to... Pacheco in behind him, he puts it on the ground. Like they just seemed unsettled, you know, arguing on the sidelines, you know, Rasheed Rice at the end of the first half where him and Mahomes kind of got into it. You're like, this team is crumbling. They're, they're falling apart at the seams, but here's the, here is where, what we can say about the Kansas State, the Kansas State Chiefs. You talked about this being the microcosm of their entire season. You know what we learned? About this team, forget the part that if you have Patrick Mahomes, you have the best chance of winning. And this is the, it's a tale as old as time. Good teams find a way to win. We can talk about, you know, the punt that hit the the special teams player in the back of the leg. Like, that's just, that's luck, right? Is the, it luck or is it a kick that was too low? No, no, no. But oh, you're talking about the punt. The, the I thought you were talking yeah, about the, no, no. The, the, the block, block extra the point. The block is, the block, those things, that happens. It doesn't happen often. Well, I think it was a huge swing in the game. It, no, absolutely. Key numbers going from, from four to three. It's the difference in the game, 100%. But what I'm saying is, like, they still found a way to win. It's not as if, like, you know, yes, that's a turning point. But that's a play that these guys are making, whether it's a low kick or not. Because um, if I'm not mistaken... Butker on the long field goal, the one that ended up setting a Super Bowl record, which was set earlier in the night, that was a low kick as well. That was almost blocked. Like, it was an inch. Good teams get lucky. You got to be good to be lucky and lucky to be good. But they found a way to win. It was not their greatest first half of all time. It was actually bad. And they've been, this year, they'd actually been not very good in the first half. But you know what they were always in the second half? Was great defensively. 
And we're going to get to the Andy Reid conversation, but Steve, the, and you and I talked about this in this coaching hiring cycle. The fact that Steve Spagnolo was not interviewed by one team, at least that we know of, because that would have been made very apparent to us, is an absolute embarrassment by the rest of the NFL. Whoever needed a coach, I don't care what Steve Spagnolo did before. The guy has now won four Super Bowls as a defensive coordinator. He's the only coordinator to have won four Super Bowls. That defense was the reason why this team, over the course of the entire, if we put all the entire season in an umbrella, under an umbrella, the defense is the reason why nothing leaked through that umbrella. So why is it really difficult to have sustained success? Why do we not see dynasties? Why did we wait? Coordinators are constantly on the move. Because when you have success, people come for your people. And it's part of the reason... You had success in the first place because of having good people and good continuity and chemistry. Make no mistake, the rest of the league is doing the Kansas City Chiefs a favor and themselves a disservice by not coming and stealing their people. They did it to a certain extent on offense with you know Doug Peterson and Frank Reich and then Matt Nagy and then Matt Nagy is back there. But you know they didn't come for Eric Bieniemy for a while. He's gone for one year. It looks like he might be going back. Kansas oh, he's City. going back. He, he was a consultant for them throughout the week. And, you know, some people felt like, well, I mean, you're still on contract with Washington, even though they waited to announce that you wouldn't be back. Like, that's, that's probably, you know, the most. They did the Vic Fangio. Yeah. But you're doing Andy Reid a favor to basically give him a head coach of the defense, and he doesn't have to worry or sweat about it. Look how many people have come from Kyle Shanahan's tree. They continue to strip the nutrients from that soil that they've built in terms of their coaching staff with the Niners, and he has to replace. Robert Sala gone. i got to promote D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico Ryans gone. I have to bring in Steve Wilkes. His offensive tree is, is obviously widely appreciated. You're doing the Chiefs a benefit by not taking their people. 100%. And and that is, again, a look on the rest of the league. Be- to me, it's just stupid. It's stupid that that Steve Spagnuolo did not have one interview. I don't care if he doesn't get a job, but you've got to ask the question. You have got to ask the question. You've got to bring him in. What he has shown in a league that is based on offense, he can do a good job of shutting down with a defense that has one, I'll say two stars on it. Ooh, I think it's one of two. Who's the two? Like superstars. Not household. The other guys, for a lot of people, are not household names. Uh, okay, well, then I'd say one. Chris Jones, who's the other star? Trent McDuffie's a star. Trent, you think Trent McDuffie's a household name? I think he's a star. I think if you watch the games, you should know. But they've got really good players. Like, Legereus Needs a really good player. See, he should be a household George Karloft is a really good player. Um, you can go down the list of players on that defense. Well, you, I think the point you make is correct. It, you don't have to give the man a job. But how do you not... Bring him in, if not to just learn. What are you doing? What are you doing that we can implement in our system? Can you give us a self-scout? What do you think of our people, our talent, our processes? They're clearly having success. So just to turn a blind eye to it, again, you're at a competitive disadvantage. Yeah. In any other Handcuff industry. Handcuff yourself. You, you steal from the companies that are performing at its highest. And then in, in football, you just 
not do it with the Chiefs. We mentioned coaching, though, because if I'm going to give flowers to the Chiefs coaching staff, and Lance, you, you might want to turn off your speaker for this part. He's covering his ears. Uh, I got to say, Kyle Shanahan once again has to wear some of this. I, I loved he was aggressive. He went to win it. He's going for it on fourth down. God, it leads to a touchdown. Trick plays, really pushing the envelope. Like, you could tell the fact that he has been conservative in the past and that has hurt him in the second half. He said, no moss, not again. Yeah. And you could tell that he was not going to go out the way the Ravens did and forget to run the football when times were tough. Committed to running it, even though... Oh, there was a stretch where they did not run the ball, and I was going, like, didn't you learn anything? They ended up with 22 runs. I think the issue was they had less than four yards carry after, to your point, Second to start, half. they were gashing them. Yeah. But, Kyle Shanahan, how in your right mind do you, in overtime, decide to take the ball first when the guy on the other sideline is a stone-cold killer you, so you're going to give him the amount that he needs to get and essentially an extra down to do it because he knows if they don't keep the game going, the game is over? Yeah. You, No matter what the overtime scenario, shootout style, this current style, which they changed when Josh Allen didn't get a chance to get the ball, you, you now obviously want the ball second. Before, when it was sudden death, oh, yeah, take the ball. Yeah, then, of course. But there is no choice at that point. But I, some people, and Romo floated this in the broadcast, some people said online, well, you know, their defense was tired. What are we talking about? Doesn't matter. We're talking about winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Take a sip of the purple Gatorade and get back out there. First of all, there are breaks, long breaks, more than any other game. You had a commercial break on both ends of the coin toss. Tired. Go win the Super Bowl. We, we, we may only have one more possession. If you handle your business, you might only have three more plays. There's no time to be tired. You know when you can be tired? Today. In the offseason. Yeah, after you partied when you won the Super Bowl. I, 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 thought, I, I thought they better get a turnover because you're giving him, and we saw him extend on, on some key fourth downs with his legs, you're giving him the amount he needs, no pressure. I just need to get in field goal range, keep it going, get a touchdown. It's curtains. That it just was a bizarre decision to decide to take all the pressure by starting. So, a couple things there. One, um, a bunch of the Niners players came out and said they didn't even know what the overtime rule actually was. Oh so I was even I texted in my group because I was confused about something too, and I the thought clock. I knew. I, yeah, I thought I knew the answer, which was the clock would just roll over. And that's what would have been the case. It's basically a new game that starts, sort of. So people were like, oh, they got to get the playoff. They got No, they don't. Relax, everybody. But the, the San Francisco players didn't even know what the rule was. So, like, that's a problem. Like, did Kyle Shanahan not know the rule? I would hope not. The rule in terms of what, that both teams get the ball? Well, there's that. Plus, the way they were preparing on defense... For that final play, like as if the clock was going to run out and the game was going to be over. So the official, when they did the coin toss, clearly stated 
it's as if we're playing a new football game. How many of the it's players are game. listening to that while that's happening on the sideline? I mean, one, the captain, who is the person who said, I want the ball. Yeah. Like, he's the person. He, in that moment, he's the only one that really matters. But, I, again, I think you're – I'm not laying this on Warner. I think you're in that moment doing what's communicated. But here's all you need to know. When Kalen Collar of The Athletic went into the Chiefs locker room and asked what they were going to do – they were going to say, we want the ball second. So, like, it was clear on their mind that, yeah, this is the preferred route. I, Kyle Shanahan said something uh, to the Associated Press that, well, the analytics said that, like, there isn't a difference. I don't know what math that is. So, sometimes but, you don't need analytics to tell you what the right decision is, well, though. Uh, common sense tells you what the right decision is. Well, they, so, okay, so here's the other scenario. You kick the ball. Your defense plays really well. Okay. If they don't, they score. You know what you know what the the game is. Correct. And by the way, the Chiefs said they were going for two. Had San Francisco scored a touchdown and kicked the extra point, they were going for two if they scored a touchdown. Wow, that was very. They said imagine. That. Yeah. Uh, now that would have been not anticlimactic, not like that touchdown. But what happens if your defense goes out there, you force a punt? Now you've got the ball at your thirty-five or forty-five yard line, or forty-yard line, whatever the case may be. But it's better than the twenty-five. Of course. Like, forget the... This is where... Remember, Kansas City almost had a three and out. It, yes. It, they didn't because of penalty uh, due to McDuffie. But if they get that three and out, they're essentially, like, in Butker range uh, with a first down. Yeah. And so, this is where the whole analytics argument with me... And I, I analytics have a role in sports. 100% agree. I didn't think that four years ago. I totally agree with it now. But there are some times where you just have to think logically here. If my defense can make a stop, I get the ball in a better position, theoretically. If they don't and they score, I know what the hell I need to do to finish this game off. Th this isn't difficult. So I, I think I agree that, that Kyle, and we'll get into, because I think there's a conversation to be had about Kyle Shanahan, and we'll do it after the break. Um, but I wanted to do this Andy Reid thing because... That's another Super Bowl for Andy Reid. That's three and five years. He basically goes to at least the the conference championship game almost 50% of the time. And now since he's been with the Chiefs, that number just keeps going up, 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 and up. This, along with Steve Spagnolo, is one of the best coaching jobs that we have seen based on the talent and lack of household names that we have seen. Now, you could say, well, he's got Patrick Mahomes, and that's... That's the great equalizer. And that's fine. Um, Andy Reid's got to be top three of all time now, right? Has to be. Especially with the job that he did this year. The only people you'd put ahead of him would be the guys who have more wins. Belichick and uh, Shula. Again, Andy Reid is the all-time winningest coach for two different NFL franchises. I mean, that means he's... he's pretty good and he stays at one job which is especially in today's sporting landscape that's very hard to do and you can't say the eagles made a poor decision in moving on from him because they have since won a super bowl with another coach and got to another super bowl with another coach they happened to lose to andy reed in that super bowl but nonetheless but what was the eagles culture before andy reed was there not very good it, and it has remained afterwards. And the the Chiefs hadn't been a Super Bowl contender since 
the merger, they essentially. Weren't, they weren't relevant. No. And now they're a dynasty. And, oh, by the way, this was the year to get them. That I was just going to say that. Like L- Last year, it was Tyreek Hill is gone. Got to figure out the offense. Brought in some new pieces on the offense. The defense was super young. Uh, okay, we, did, uh, we didn't get them. All right. But now, now they weren't that aggressive in free agency. Kelsey looks like he's slowing down. The receivers are even worse than they were a year ago. Okay, this is this is the year we get them. And you still can't. You still can't. You had Patrick Mahomes with no Tyreek Hill on one leg last year. Couldn't do it. You had Patrick Mahomes with receivers who might be the worst group in the league and his best offensive lineman hurt and probably their second or third best pass rusher hurt. Still can't get it. This is the second youngest team in the league, sixth youngest defense. They got some cap things to figure out. Nah, it's okay. It's a figment of your imagination. It doesn't exist. Well, I mean, the amount Chris Jones is going to want is not a figment of your imagination. No. And uh, well, Jerry Sneed also a free agent, but they're they're going to pick in a draft full of talented receivers. I'd imagine they'll pick whoever's left in the first round to give Mahomes another and then it'll weapon. be a good it'll be a good one because this one is like ten deep. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty darn good. Well, and they found and developed Rasheed Rice in the, in the second round a year ago. Just They're, don't draft another Clyde Edwards-Alaire in the first round. You're probably fine. But when I when I broke down why I thought the Chiefs would win, 106 players were on the field last night. I would say of the top 53, the vast majority of them are San Francisco 49ers. They had more blue chip game changing players. However, it's not fantasy football. Best coach, Chiefs. Best kicker, Chiefs. Butker was incredible this season. A beast. And uh, And for people that say kicking doesn't matter, uh, it does. Again, like you said, not fantasy football. For a while, I thought, are we going to have a kicker as a Super Bowl MVP? What, do you have four yesterday? Both kickers were outstanding, other than when Moody had the extra point blocked. Uh, This is Butker this year. 44 of 46 on field goals, 95%. 15 of 15, 40-plus. 7 of 7, 50-plus. 46 of 46 on extra points. Two field goals, 50-plus in the Super Bowl, including the longest field goal ever of 57. And he's had some game winners. He's the new Vanitari. Like, he is that guy in terms of clutch kicks. I was never in doubt when he was lining him up yesterday. But... Better better coach, Kansas City. Better kicker, Kansas City. Better defense, Kansas City. Although the Niners defense played much better than they had. Oh, yeah, they the were really good in that first half, especially. And better QB, Kansas City. I felt like in big games, those are the things that carry heavier weight. And they certainly did last night. Certainly did. But uh, before we, because we do have to hit a break. But before we hit the break, uh, we may talk about the halftime show. We may not. Let's give a shout out yeah. to producer Mark Boffel, who nailed he did his picks my way that's right got it yeah to finish um he had over on the total songs and he gave us a prop uh travis kelsey over the receiving total which he eclipsed and boffo said 
Look for 100 yards from Kelsey. If you can find that prop, you know, he was seven yards away. So shout out Mark Boffa, who was fantastic. There are some spaces of the internet, though, that are disputing my way. Have you seen this? No. Another... Because, so, the beginning of my way plays in stadium. So you hear it, but the first song that Usher actually sings himself, not being played, but sings, assuming he wasn't lip syncing, and then it all was not him singing, was I Believe You Remind Me. So there is some discrepancy on what is the first song. The first song of the performance that you hear or the first song that is performed? I would go with the first song that you hear. Okay. I'm, I'm just... I didn't lay any money on it, but that's what I would go with. Also, uh, we nailed the anthem. It was a minute 35. Of course. Of course Easy money. Uh, we got to take a break. When we come back, well, let's talk about the San Francisco 49ers. What's next? What did we learn from Brock Purdy? And I think people are going to look at Kyle Shanahan too harshly. Yes, I said that. Matt Marchese, Donovan Bennett. This is the Fan Checkdown on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Dive deep into Toronto sports and the NFL. The J.D. Bunkus Podcast. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. jumped early because he didn't want to go on the field too early before the play was over and then mm, there it goes when i saw that and then yeah debo samuel with the hamstring kittle the going shoulder back to the locker room at the end when it's like we don't we don't have a lot of time to work this out and he came back there's zero chance you were going to get those guys out of the game but yeah the the greenlaw one was that was tough to watch was tough yeah okay let, I want to talk about Kyle Shanahan a little bit here because now the legacy is Kyle Shanahan has gone to three Super Bowls and he's lost all of them. And he's been up in all of them by 10 or more points. I think that history is looking a little too harshly on Kyle Shanahan here. And I'll tell you why. One, he didn't have the better quarterback in any of the Super Bowls he's been in. I think that's a pretty safe assumption. Secondly, um, you know, a lot of people are going to criticize that play where they tried to get uber aggressive and Chris Jones ends up making a fantastic play. Well, fantastic. He was unblocked. Okay. Let's not forget John Feliciano, who's the starting right guard, was not in the game at that time. The play to Juwan Jennings was the right play. It was poorly executed on the offensive line. I know Kyle Shanahan is going to catch a lot of heck for that. But Juwan Jennings was schemed open. He was wide open, and Brock Purdy couldn't make the throw because he was under duress. That's just a one small thing. But I don't think that Kyle Shanahan was, like, vastly outcoached in this game. And, and I, again, yes, he's lost three Super Bowls. The guy's also been to three Super Bowls, and he's 44 years old. Like, I think history will still look fondly on Kyle Shanahan. And once all the dust settles... I think we can look at Kyle Shannon and say he's still one of the best coaches in the NFL, certainly one of the best offensive minds in the NFL. You've talked about how he's constantly had to change over his coordinators because people are stealing from him, and the defense is still good. They've got a lot of good players, and he's done a lot of really good work with quarterbacks that people don't have a lot of expectations for, namely Brock Purdy. I just think that once everything kind of slows down here, I think history should look differently at Kyle Shannon. Does he have to wear some of it? Yes. But to like even to 
you know, we talk about Marv Levy in that same conversation. He's not, I don't think he's there. And Marv Levy's a Hall of Fame coach, right? So I, I think that, I think that people are looking a little too harshly on Kyle Shanahan right now. Everything you said is true and valid, but this is why people are looking squarely at Kyle Shanahan. Multiple reasons. Oh, wait, before that, is Kyle Shanahan Andy Reid before Andy Reid got to Kansas City? He might be. There, and then he, he that's what be. I mean. But right now we're dealing with Kyle Shanahan being Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. The biggest coaching mistake in the game uh, was taking the ball first in overtime, I believe. It, there is a butterfly effect of lots of different things that could have happened and would have happened, and certainly they still had a chance to win. But I think that was a colossal mistake that is just not based in any logic that I can tell. That's one. Two, if not now, but when? If not this way, then how? Outside of the quarterback, he had the better roster by far. Part of the reason why he had the better roster by far is because his quarterback is making less than a million dollars, something that is not going to happen forever nick bosa's money is about to come in it's going to be tough to keep this group together how many kicks at the can are you going to get and even when you do them every time you get to the stage it's going to be increasingly more difficult because there's going to be increased pressure and scrutiny i think it's the actual opposite for the chiefs where success begets success the more success they have they go into these situations being able to play free and loose because they have championships to fall back on. It's not going to be their entire legacy. Last night is going to be the first paragraph of Kyle Shanahan's Wikipedia, pro or con. This is a paragraph in Andy Reid's story. And I think that difference in pressure matters. Here's the other reason why Kyle Shanahan has to wear some of it. Because it was his bright idea to trade three first-round picks for Trey Lance. And he's no longer on the team. But they got to this spot against Patrick Mahomes with Jimmy Garoppolo. And he misses the post route to win the game. And he sees Mahomes come back in the second half, down 10. And he says, man, I got to get me one of those. I'm going to risk it all. I believe Trey Lance can be that guy. Trey Lance never really had a moment on the field for that team. They got nothing from that draft capital or the player, they had a lifeline. They were saved by the fact that Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant and fell to them and has played this good, this well. He's not going to be this cheap forever. So yeah, they could have used some of those th- first-round picks or a, uh, you know an- another option. In any other regime, that's a fireable offense. For head coach NGM, they've been able to ride out that storm, but choppy waters are ahead because they're going to be able to manage their cap. So again, we talked about the fact that the Chiefs, this was a rebuild for them the last two years. Now look out. It's the exact opposite for the Niners. These were the years you had to win. This was the sweet spot. And if you didn't get it done now, it's going to be increasingly difficult. So two Super Bowl appearances in the last five years Four trips to at least the NFC Championship game. One year they did not make the playoffs. That's in the last five years. I mean, I I agree that like in a vacuum right now, Kyle Shannon's wearing a lot of this. But it's also foolish of anyone to believe that this is the end of the story as well. 
I, I think True. that's I think that's no very fair. Um, we didn't even get to talk about Brock Purdy, so we're going to do that tomorrow because that's another interesting conversation. Also, in our final show, we're going to look ahead to our favorite off-season storylines. We're each going to pick a few, and we'll go over them. I've got a couple in mind. And Taylor and Travis? I'm shocked you didn't propose last night. There's no way. There's so many people that hate on it. Like, I did at one point, and I was just like, you know what? I don't care anymore. Good for them. If it's real, good for them. I don't care. I'm happy for them. Maybe they'll go to Disney World one day. I don't know. Uh, that's going to do it for us on the Fan Checkdown. Thanks to everybody that listened. Thanks to Lance behind the glass. Donovan across the table. It's the final show of the season tomorrow. Make sure you tune in. Matt Marchese signing off. We'll talk to you then.